Hey guys, welcome to the Morbid Horror Podcast, brought to you by Severed Cinema. Coming up next is my interview with Lucky Surdy of Dead Vision Productions. As a lot of you may know, I have interviewed Lucky in the past, and he has joined me uh, with some things such as ranking videos. Um, I wanted to highlight his upcoming release, Uncle Slezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour, because I think it's something really special. It's an awesome horror anthology that I think people are really going to dig. So really make sure to see that when it comes out. Um, also, I wanted to give a shout-out to a couple of creeps on YouTube. Uh, they recently covered my short film, Deviant. They have awesome content, uh, horror reviews all the way to some mainstream, to some really underground stuff, so make sure to check them out. Also, I wanted to give a shout-out to Jonathan Doe of Petra Productions for giving me and Deviant a shout-out in his recent YouTube video. Uh, make sure to check out his films, Barf Bunny and the Degenerates, available on Petra Productions, and also check out his podcast, Cinema's Underbelly, which is also available on Anchor. Thank you. Hey guys, this is the Morbid Horror Podcast, and today I'm here with Lucky Surdy. if you want to say what's up. What's going on? Always happy to be back. Thanks for having me. I'm excited uh, for this one. Uh, this is the first time I've gotten to talk about uh, Sleezo, like, super in-depth, so um, this is exciting. Yeah, and uh, obviously you're a frequent guest on here, and I have interviewed you in the past, um, just kind of about, I think it was upon Freak's release, or maybe shortly before. But this is going to be more focused on uh, your newest film, uh, Uncle Sleezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour, which is it's something that I want to talk about because I knew it was going to be cool, but I ended up really, really digging it even more than I thought I would. So we're just going to go through, kind of try to keep it spoiler free since it is not out to the public yet. And uh, just kind of take uh, got nine or ten questions to just knock out and just chat a little bit about it. That's great. I can't wait. And the uh, first question I have here is uh, how the project started. I think I know a little bit about it, but um, for those who don't know how kind of Uncle Slezo came to be. Yeah, for sure. So um, <clears throat> after Freak came out, we were um, kind of thinking about what to do next. Um, I don't like to stay still for very long so like i wanted something else i have a few scripts going on but they were a little bit more intensive than than uh what we were geared up to do at the time um and uh, right around that time somebody reached out like uh, a random guy reached out and was like hey i dig freak um i'm putting together an anthology and i want to like give you some money to uh to give me a segment for this anthology that I'm doing. And I was like, oh, like, okay, I don't know you at all, but like, whatever. And like, he named some other people that were, and I don't remember now, I don't even remember who the guy was, but um, he named some people that were doing it and, and they, they had done other stuff. And I was like, hey man, this is cool. I had just done, I just finished, I think, um, filming my Symbolicist uh, segment. So I was like, let's, keep going on this like kind of short uh train so we wrote this thing you know this kind of alien type of uh story um and we shot it we didn't ever get any of the money and i never heard from that guy again but we ended up with what is uh transferal which um is a is a segment in, in slizo but we just kind of had this thing uh, that we were like happy with it's it's pretty solid and um 
but I don't really ever know what to do with shorts, you know, if they're not specifically for something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can go like the the you could just put it up on YouTube and it kind of lives and dies there. But like I like to get it out to, you know, you know, um, yeah. have it have a little bit more of a life than that. So we were thinking about it. And then I was like, well, you know, I mean, let's what we can make an anthology. And my producing partner, Matt, was like, yeah, I mean, we definitely could. And then we sort of brainstormed what that would look like, how we would want to do it, what the wraparound would be. And uh, and that's kind of the beginning of of what Sleezo became. So we um, we had a segment for it before we knew that it was going to be a segment for anything, um, which is kind of interesting. So we kind of had to engineer it backwards almost um but yeah that's that's how it was uh that's how it came about um which is really funny to think about now that it was ever not going to be a thing because we've been this is the longest that we've ever that i've ever been on anything creatively ever uh we've been doing this for almost a year we we shot transfer all in at the end of january of 21 so like it, it's been a, it's been a long time and um it's just weird to think about how it all started definitely and um i was wondering if there's any tv specials or halloween specials in particular that maybe had some influence on it and i also remember in a past interview somebody has asked you if you've seen uh ghost watch and i was wondering out of curiosity if you have been able to check that out yet I have not been able to check that out yet um but i've talked to a lot of people about it now um which is so funny. Uh, but uh, another one that people always ask me is uh, WNUF, mm-hmm. um, which I have seen since. But um, I've told this story before. But real quick, I, I didn't know about that movie until Vinegar Syndrome announced that they were putting it out on blue. And I was like, oh, this looks like pretty cool and right up my alley. And I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the trailer for it. And we were already like so deep into Sleezo by that point. Mm-hmm. And I freaked out and I was like, Oh, this is like this movie that I'm making is made. Like they made this movie. Um, but it's like nothing. I mean, it's not an anthology. It's very Halloween centric, you know? So it, uh, it, that made me feel better after I had seen it. But, um, but no ghost watch is still on my list. Um, I have to check that out. But as far as other specials that that influenced it, I, I guess as far as like the TV aspect of it goes, we were more influenced by like personalities, like horror mm-hmm. hosts rather than yeah. any specific special. Um, when you when everybody watches the the movie, they'll be able to pick out influences in the different commercials that we did um and we aren't shy about that um but we wanted the host to feel like an old like cable access host you know Mm -hmm. like a svenguli or you know any countless number of just weird uh goofy you know uh hosts that there are out there um, so more or less uh, host driven rather than like actual specific specials. Um, 
so yeah um that's that's about it for that i wish i had a better answer but i'm like no oh, not really. a, <laughs> it was a fine answer um i actually have not seen uh wnuf yet i have i have some friends that are always uh, on my case to check it out and i it seems like something that i'd really enjoy uh so i don't know i'm just lazy i guess but i wouldn't mean to check that one out and to my understanding that one like you're saying it's not an anthology um it kind of uh at least from what i've heard seems like ghost watch in a sense that it's maybe like exploring a haunted house or or something uh, among those lines that's exactly right and i i haven't seen ghost watch but that's a, that it does seem more similar um in that regard the only real similarity is that there are commercials they they did commercials we yeah did commercials. so like it plays like the block of television um mm-hmm. Their look, I mean, it's just like, it's so good. You you definitely should check it out. It's it's really really solid. It's yeah. I, I like it a lot. And I've awesome. been since uh, in touch with that director, um, which is funny. We have a mutual oh, okay. friend, and uh, and yeah, I've gotten to talk to him, and he uh, we're we're maybe working on a couple screenings or something. I don't know. I don't know. But um, that'll be really that'll be fun. Yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. I'll uh, like to see what you guys do. And um, I know this this next question is one of those that are kind of impossible or very difficult on the spot to answer. But what are uh, some of your personal favorite horror anthologies? Oh boy, um, <clears throat> I love. I mean, Creepshow is always the top of that list. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like the golden standard of of horror anthologies in my head um yeah that's the anthology yeah of course um but i also like you know the old school anthology like tv shows i don't know if it really counts but like you know tales from the dark side tales from the crypt Mm -hmm. um all of those uh i love i guess it counts um olaf in box the burning moon (laughs) yeah that one is like really really great i love his older work so much and uh that one is just really fun um man i like the tales from the dark side movie Mm -hmm. that was really good um i'm just trying to think of like more recent ones that i've seen oh uh i watched the latest um vhs Oh yeah. Oh, that, 94. I thought that was really great. I thought that was like really really cool. I dug that too. It was uh, cuz they kind of went off the rails with uh, VHS Viral, the third entry, and uh, I thought I thought it was uh, a good return 94. Definitely totally. enjoyed that one. Yeah, those segments were really 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 solid. Um mm-hmm. and I just liked the the layout of it. I liked how it flowed. It was it was really great. So yeah, uh, off the top of my head, those are those are kind of. So I'm sure that I'll think of some and I'll have to interject. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's how it is. And uh, next one I got up here is you were mentioning a little bit earlier about how this was kind of your longest shoot, and um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the filming process. And uh, I noticed with everything, even the commercials, you know, there's a lot of clearly a lot of time and effort that went into it. There's a lot of you know small attention to detail that are captured, um, and how were your shooting days like? Were you shooting pretty long days, and how were you kind of able to, you know, talk? Just if you could just chat a little bit about that, about yeah. the, how you able to make it all work. Totally. Um, since we shot for so long, we were able to kind of 
take it easy as far as our scheduling went. And it was around the time where everybody was kind of like going back to work and like kind of getting back into a schedule. Um, So, and just due to the nature of the segments of it, we broke it up obviously into those. So we would shoot kind of in chunks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I would take trips back home from the city and we would do like, uh, a segment and a you know a commercial in like one chunk and then I go back to the city and work a little bit more and then I'd come back and then we'd do like two commercials and like the squeezo footage and then like I go back so like we kind of shot very sporadically um so the days I mean when we were doing when we were shooting like two or three things in like a mm-hmm. chunk those days were really brutal um super long i mean for for me i we tried not to put anyone in too rough of a spot um some of the uh there's a one of the the first segment um curse of the beta wolf uh those that was pretty rough it was very cold Um, yeah but uh other than that i was like me and Matt were were pulling really long days, but um, everybody else we tried to schedule, so it w- wasn't too crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really, I mean, because transferal didn't felt really relaxed and like kind of fun in that way. Like when we shot Freak, we did it in sixteen days, which was super hard. That's not a lot mm-hmm. of time, and um, you know, you feel that. I didn't want to, I wanted to take kind of a break from that and try it. Like, like what if we didn't have to, cause we're not, you know, we don't yeah. really have to do that. So I kind of wanted to carry that through. Um, so that's kind of why it took a little bit longer. And I want, I just wanted to, to get it right. I wanted to um, have, you know, at least most of this be like the next step for, for what we're doing. And I mean, there's just a lot, that was had to be organized there was a lot that i mean there a lot of fucking people worked on this um Mm -hmm. so it was just a lot of scheduling and a lot of um organization and just blocking out how things were going to go where things were going to go how long they were going to be how long the ad breaks were how long the segments were you know so it was um it was a lot of planning in between the the shoots so it was kind of stretched out um but yeah, it was a it was a weird. But now I'm just like I just want to fucking shoot like that's just a chunk and then be done with it, you know. So yeah, yeah. I'll flip flop, I'm sure. But yeah, awesome. And another thing that, um, in a way that your films stand out compared to a lot of other films uh, within you know the independent world is the acting is really really good. And um, I know you have a, uh, you know you're involved or were involved in theater and you know people involved in that and i was wondering what the casting process was like for this because i also know there's a couple of familiar faces and uh some new faces as well totally um and thank you for saying that uh that has always been super important uh to me so yeah there are a lot of uh familiar faces uh and i kind of I always love when i see that in people's work um the people that n- you know, directors or, or whoever know that they have a pool of talent that they can pull from. Um, mm. And uh, and for this one especially, we just needed, like, a lot of hands on 
deck and we didn't want to um which is we we found difficult uh is to kind of repeat um especially like in sort of like a an anthology um setting where there's a lot going on and especially with all these commercials like the urge was just to be like oh well you know leslie dame who is in everything that i do leslie mm-hmm. dame could just do this this, this 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 and then it's just like she's in everything and it's like well i don't want that like i don't want everybody to be like oh they just use the same three people like throughout this whole movie um so we did need to branch out we did need to grab some folks that um but again matt and i both grew up in the theater world you know it's it is like a small world ish um so we have been able to pull from that uh that pool um and we're still i mean we're still like itching to work with people that that we've worked with on stage and that we're like oh man for this one we got it so we we pretty much the way that we've done it for the past two now um is kind of cast as we write and cast as like i'll i'll hand matt a script and matt will be like okay well i think i mean jordan would be great as sleazo blah blah blah. let's see if we can mm-hmm. get him and like all this stuff so like that's really how it goes um and it just has worked out that everybody's is just like so solid and it just makes us look really fucking good so like i'm yeah. just like super happy with it um yeah yeah it's i'm i feel very fortunate mm. and it really does um make that big difference i mean like when i i can i'm able to look past you know <clears throat> when films have not the best acting and, and and whatnot but that is really uh you know what shines in a lot of your work and um i know i've mentioned it before uh you know i love absolutely love every single segment but um the second segment in the film i think was my favorite and it uh really uh blew me away everything especially uh, the acting was the first thing i thought of was how on point i think at one point i mentioned to you how it felt like i you know it was uh almost like a tales from the crypt episode i absolutely love that one yeah uh thank you that uh, that's crazy to hear um and that is that's uh, my favorite uh, as well um i really uh I love it. This is a, a segment called uh, Soulmate. Um, mm-hmm. I I really love that one. Um, I loved it when I was writing it, which doesn't really happen to me a lot. Writing is usually mm-hmm. my least favorite part, um, but writing that one was like kind of fun and and interesting, and um, mm-hmm. it was exciting going from freak and even transferal to an extent the to do something that that um, wasn't as wasn't effects heavy at all you know yeah yeah really nothing in there um but just like kind of an atmospheric sort of deal and like Mm -hmm. i don't know um like like a love story kind of a thing you know just that uh, was was really fun to play with um and uh yeah uh, the cast in that is is phenomenal um everybody is is does a really great job um matt included i got matt to to be there <laughs> that's what i was gonna ask you i was pretty sure that was um your your partner matt that uh that was um you know who played a part in that in that segment and that yeah i just confirmed it that way he did a an amazing job in that as well 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I wanted that to not be played for laughs. Uh, he, I mean, for when you when everybody sees it, um, Matt plays the um, Madame Althea, uh, who is the kind of palm reader um, in the short. And uh, I was like, I I really would love you to do this in drag, and I want it to be dead serious. Um, mm. and he was like, okay, great. And uh, it it's kind of eerie, and it it really works. I. I'm a big fan of that uh, segment. Yeah, yeah, it's also a, a kind of a fresh take on a on a ghost story. You know, I'm sure that movies have kind of played with that idea of a first, you know, with dead soulmates and loved ones, et cetera. But I thought it was a really uh, fresh take on it, something I haven't seen before. Well, th- thank you. Um, I I've always been, it's I don't know, the idea of like a soulmate to me is an interesting kind of idea. Mm-hmm. If you like, if that is something that you like believe of like, well, there's one, I mean, there's one person that kind of is like the conceit behind like a soulmate. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if that's something that, that I believe and that, that this was me kind of playing with that, like kind of giving it the benefit of the doubt. And if you do believe that there is so like, I mean, the odds are that this would have, this would be the case for somebody because yeah. if there is one person the fact that everybody's going to find him and they're all going to be alive is is like that's a those are very unlikely a, yeah yeah exactly so like just playing with that and kind of you know what if you what would you do if you found that out and would mm-hmm. you like try to you know all this yeah. sort of stuff so um that was that was uh really fun to play with definitely and we were talking a little bit about uh, Matt Sorensen, who also helped you out in this film, who does uh, Puppet, Bu- Puppet Bucket Productions, correct? Yeah. And I was wondering about how, and I know that he has worked with you on Freak. Um, to my awareness, I don't think he was with you on Kindness of Strangers, and I was wondering how that relationship kind of started. And um, it, it's really cool to see, you know, his uh, both your skills kind of clashing and creating something really cool. So I was wondering how you guys got together and started working with each other. For sure. Um, I've known Matt for for a long, long, long time, probably like, I'm, I mean, I'm 26. I've probably known Matt for 15 years. Probably. Um, we, I mean, he's a theater guy. I'm a theater guy. We grew up doing theater, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so we've done a whole lot of shows together. He's directed me in shows. Um, and, uh, you're right. He wasn't with me on uh, Kindness of Strangers. Um, back when, when I did that, um, I didn't really know that it was anything that he would be interested in. He was back then. He was very like geared toward theater still. Um, yeah. And I honestly think he was in school getting his master's. Um, so like it probably wouldn't have worked out anyway. But mm-hmm. um, when it was time to do Freak, um, we were actually um supposed to do he was supposed to direct a production of Frankenstein on stage um and I was gonna like be in it um I hadn't acted in in a while um so like that was pretty exciting but then COVID shut everything down and both of us were just kind of left like not having anything to do and that's how Freak was born um and since Freak he was like oh this is like this is pretty awesome. Like making movies. I'm like, yeah, man, I told you. So like 
he's kind of down for whatever now. And it helped that, you know, freak did what it did. And, um, he was like, Oh man, this is like, this could be pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, he, um, and I was so happy that he kind of, I mean, like so much of this wouldn't be a thing without Matt. And, uh, he did one of the, he wrote and directed one of the, the fake trailers in the, in the movie. Um, it's kind of a play on like little shop of horrors slash, uh, street trash. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, uh, that's how, that's how we got started making movies, but, but I've known Matt forever. Um, he's, he's been a collaborator for a long, long, long time. Awesome. And, uh, I noticed also in this one, which was really cool is each segment is very different from each other. And this, yeah, I don't think this would be a spoiler, but yeah, your first segment's kind of, uh, an homage to kind of a lot of, uh, creature features that you'd see in the fifties. Um, the second one is kind of, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, the second segment, The Soulmate, which is uh, kind of a little bit different from what you did and kind of uh, went for, you know, take on ghost story and paranormal. And then the third one kind of being a take on body horror. And I was wondering if there's any films in particular that influenced any one of the individual segments themselves. Sure. Um, well, the first one... Um... You, I mean, you're totally right. Very, uh, we we wanted to do uh, a 50s style monster movie, um, mm-hmm. and uh, werewolves are fun. Like, I, we're just thinking about like how they used to do transformations and like making it like super like goofy and weird. And mm-hmm. um, so, obviously, um, the Wolfman, Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, like the, the movies that, that I, that my dad showed me when I was like very young and kind of finding my love of monsters and, and horror, um, all of that influenced, uh, that one quite obviously. Um, and then for soulmate, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if if I have a specific example, it was just more of like a feeling of what I wanted. I just knew what I wanted that to feel like. Yeah. Um, it felt, I got a very, uh, and maybe this is unintentional, but for some reason I got a very, uh, kind of a big nineties vibes for some reason. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but like I said, like how I mentioned a few times tales from the crypt, but yeah, definitely. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's where I'm getting that from, but that's cool. I mean, I'm, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not too sure if I have an answer for, for soulmate, um, but transfer obviously things like the thing and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, um, invasion of the body snatchers and, and kind of, uh, things like that. Other yeah. weird type stuff. Um, but yeah, that w- those would be kind of the ones that that immediately come to mind. Awesome. And another note, one of my favorite parts of this film, and also surprised me the amount of uh, detail that you put into it, was a lot of the commercials and previews. And um, I was wondering with any of the previews, if you have had any thoughts of potentially turning any of those into a feature length in the future. I thought some of them would be, you know, make really, really, really cool movies. And um you know, probably I might just you know, I don't know, but 
yeah, if you have any idea of maybe doing something more with anything that you were doing for the preview for those films. And I, I you know, I, re- I really thought a uh, clown cop was uh, the, you know, they were all sweet, but that one really blew me away. And I thought, God, this would be so awesome to see as a, as a feature length. And even just seeing the detail that was put into it for the preview itself was just, was just awesome. So that's the only, I'm glad that you thought it was clown cop because that's mm-hmm. the only one that I do have an idea for. It was like I, I had the idea for the movie before I had the idea to put the fake trailer in to Sleezo. Um, mm. So it's like so weird. I was um, I was I did a couple of days as an extra on Joker that the the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Oh, OK, um, which was like super cool and, and fun. Yeah. Um, but we were like all sitting at lunch we were like having you know craft service or whatever and i like it's all these fucking like clowns around and then like i I just remember like this line of like we were shooting like a, a crowd control scene and and some cops were there and i was like the cops should be clowns too and then i was like clown cop that's a funny title that sounds yeah. like that sounds like a title. And then I was like, how would that work? And then it kind of all unraveled through there. Um, mm-hmm. And so I like really wanted like I, I have I don't have a script written, but like I have the layout like I could write it. Um, so I would like to make that movie. That's a that's a fun idea. I'm really happy with that trailer. Um, mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be like, like kind of like a taxi driver, sort of like super 70s, super like crime gritty, you know, whatever. Uh, and we got to shoot in this like abandoned house that was like falling apart where like all the clowns are just like kind of hiding <laughs> out um so pieces were fantastic yeah they were fun um we were uh, we were super stoked about how that came out um so yeah that one uh another fun one uh and um matt directed uh it came from the bile duct which is kind of like i said a take on um it's a musical he wanted it he was like i want to do a musical i was like okay like we can do we can do that so it's like a little shop meets, uh, like I said, street trash um, sort of thing. Uh, and then the third, I I won't I won't spoil because I think that is the only thing, the only <laughs> spoily kind of part is like that mm-hmm. reveal of that title. So I won't I won't say that. But that's also like a really uh, fun one. That was just like super silly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, even though this is, you know, even though Uncle Sleezo is not even out yet, to uh, the public, I was wondering if there's any new, and this is my last question, actually, after you, um, if there's any new releases that you'd like to kind of plug or any future projects you're working on? Well, I mean, it's all, it's been all Sleezo all day long lately. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, so that is going to be out next month. we we're gonna get all of the uh, Indiegogo stuff out. Um, I I'm trying to find out kind of how I want to how I want to do this. Um, I uh, like release it wise, um, mm-hmm. but either way, it'll be out. 
um, and people will be able to see it uh, very soon. Um, and then after that, I'm going to take the summer off, I think, as far as filming goes. Yeah. But we jump back into Freak 2 uh, in the winter. So that'll be very exciting. Awesome. So that's going to be kind of, uh, at least from what I gather from from what you just said, maybe a little snow action with uh, Arthur Crenshaw in the, in the snow. Totally. Um, it will be in the snow. Uh, there will be some flashbacks to early Arthur. There will be kind of what happened to his mom, all of this sort of stuff. I am mm-hmm. I am really excited about where that script is at, our ideas, um, and everybody's in. Um, and it was cool to be able to kind of Go, taking it back to Sleezo to kind of uh, tie in the other movies. That was really fun. Um, yeah. So take a, be on the lookout for that stuff uh, if that's something that you'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, because yeah. that, that made me kind of happy. Yeah, and also uh, when you get to the, you know, when in, <clears throat> during the commercial segment of, you know, what's relating to Freak and Uncle Sleezo, you know, don't blink at the before it ends the last second. <laughs> There's a little uh, cool surprise in there. I, th- I thought it was really cool how you cut it just so short and so tight. You know, you blink, you miss it. I, I thought it was really, really cool. I'm glad you caught it. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's uh, all I got here for you today. And, you know, I want to say, as usual, thanks so much for coming on and answering these questions. And I'm really excited for uh, for people to check this out. You know, obviously, you keep getting better and better as a filmmaker. And it's awesome. Uh, and I'll, I'm really excited to see what the future holds for you. That really means a lot. Thank you. And thank you for, for watching, uh, you know, an early cut. Um, that really means a lot to me. Um, I, I respect you and I respect what you have to say and, and, uh, it means a whole lot. So thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, I, you know, it's really awesome seeing, uh, the early viewings before they come out and uh, it's much appreciated that, uh, you care about what I have to say about them. Of course, dude. Of course. All right, man. We'll definitely keep in touch and, uh, thank you again and take it easy. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you. See you later. See ya.